a gorilla of destiny, a bullet club OG, continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. Welcome to Thomas Island Podcast. I'm Thomas Tonga. We got Ross Berman and we brought somebody special from the island. And that's Thomas Island. Patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. We want to welcome Kanisha. Hey, wrestling fan, been a big follower of, of a lot of uh, us performers' careers. She's been riding with me since, shoot, since back uh, WXW days with my, with my <laughs> yep. GQ Banks. But yeah. uh, she's been a great supporter, and we love to have her here. She's got some insights. Uh, she was at the WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that, what would it, what it was like on the ground. But, uh, guys, before we move forward, we want to thank our sponsors for sponsoring us to be the man comics. Thank you very much. Um, also, ExpressVPN. Get three months off when you sign up for one year with ExpressVPN. And who else we got, Ross? What else? What yeah. other sponsors we want to thank, man? We want to go forward without this. We've already we've already thanked uh, we've already expre- thanked ExpressVPN. We gotta thank Manscaped. Uh, we gotta Manscaped. thank uh, we gotta we gotta thank Keeps. We gotta thank uh, To Be the Man Comics. All the folks that have been helping us pay the bills while we've been doing this this fun time here on on Thomas Island. And of course, if we're talking about people paying the bills. We want to thank all the subscribers over at ThomasIsland.com backslash over at Patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. If you join that Islander tier. Not only do you get happy hours now, but we're going to be putting up that that sign up sheet so that, that the subscribers can start actually hanging out like Kanisha is, like uh, yes. like other people are. We can get a get a kind of group group mentality going on. We can kind of have a panel. It'll be fun. I think so too, man. Guys, thank you very much. If yes, please help this uh, channel here and press that subscribe button right now. Ross, let's get going, man. I know this weekend had like a special pay per view. That you tuned in and told me to watch, but um, I wasn't too <laughs> eager to press that subscribe button for fifty damn dollars, man. Last time yeah. I did that was uh was for for a fizzled out uh, exploding death ring <laughs> match, and I wasn't gonna make that same mistake again. So, uh, what's up, man? Ooh, let me tell you, buddy. We are officially in a a post thriller world. Uh, if if you were watching. If you were watching this past weekend, uh, Triller Fight Club put up another one of their events over on Fight TV, and what an event it was. The main event was Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, but the real main event was the commentary the, the commentary team. They had about half a dozen commentators, including uh, Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson, uh, a comedian named Crime Faces, uh, Chicago boxing uh legend commentator commentator uh, al bernstein they had uh, a bo- showtime boxing commentator ray flores everyone was breaking up weed everyone was getting real high getting real drunk and just having a just a ball literally the show opened the show opened with snoop dogg and steve urkel talking about urkel's weed because apparently steve urkel is also like the on-screen uh like authority figure for triller fight club so they got high for like 10 minutes rift then they did a 20 minute black keys uh concert then there was like a quick fight then there was like a another 20 minute concert there was a slap fight between two just random dudes (laughs) from uh from a a group called strike for or slap strike that had uh, Pete Davidson and Ric Flair on commentary backstage in a cage for some reason. Uh, like what? The, the f- yes, the fight was secondary. Like the best way to describe it is, you paid fifty dollars for Triller Fight Club, and it felt like you attended uh, like some oil sheiks like birthday party in Abu Dhabi because they had they had ice cubes. <laughs> Ice Cube saying today was a good day. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg debuted his new group, Mount Westmore. Like it was, it was an event, man. It was really, it was. I don't know how much, how well it will play back, but when you were sitting there live in it, not knowing what was going to happen next, because like literally, guys were showing up to take selfies in the middle of rounds, and it, just, it was. It was absolutely wild. Triller is apparently buying Fight TV, and so now I'm I'm starting to say that if if 
I'm not paying for your pay-per-view unless you have Snoop Dogg breaking up weed. You have, right. <laughs> you have Jake Paul giving a giving condolences to his dead security guard while a giant robot like dances behind him. Like it was a bizarre, a bizarre weekend. And I the, I most, the most unprofessional pay-per-view <laughs> in sports history. If you want to call that sports. Yeah, uh, I would it call was, that sports entertainment. Yeah. Sports entertainment history. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, for fifty dollars, what a show for fifty dollars! <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because like there, are, there are some pay per views where it feels like you're watching Amateur Weekend, and you, it's been like fifty dollars for for not quite enough. But I, re it really did. It felt like for fifty dollars, I got to look into like one of those private like like you know how Google will like throw parties for its employees that like no one gets to go to. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like. It it felt like you were let in on something. Wow, <laughs> I'm a club. I I saw the slap. Uh, I saw a little bit of the of the slap box. Right. What do you call that? Yeah. A slap contest? It's, slap it's wrestling? Slap fight. It's it's literally it's called slap fighting. One guy slaps, the other guy slaps. <laughs> Whoever gets knocked down loses. Ric Flair tried to get in on it at one point. He was like he was watching them fight each other. He was like, I'm ready. Yeah, let me in. Let me let me. Let me fight some people. <laughs> I, I, you know, the first time I saw this was like, you know, they have this as a sport in Russia. In Russia, yep. this is like legit uh, a main thing. And yep. And I, I only see big dudes win that shit, man. Like mm -hmm. big heavy set dudes because their hand is like a damn baseball glove, bro. I, yep. I can't, I don't, I can't do that, man. I can't. And, uh, I'll do the boxing book before I do the slap box. <laughs> you ever been slapped so hard? They used to I'm have a with a hand club catch where the ear, girls, man. the girls used to do it too. <laughs> no, really, it, we had a no, strip club where the girls would do it, and you mm -hmm. just like, just let's just dance. This is crazy. I don't know. Where <laughs> <laughs> well, because like there was one guy, like it was two like giant dudes in the slap fight, but like one dude kept flinching because you have to do a three count, so it's like three, two, one, and slap. And so, like, the other guy just kept getting pissed because this guy kept flinching every time he was about to hit him. It was, th it was throwing off, like, his whole swing. It was fantastic. It was, it was real drama. <laughs> hey, hey, when you add in uh, Ric Flair, man, that, that puts legitimacy on this sport, man. You know, yep. that's... that's... <laughs> Woo! 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 It's like, yeah, it's... <laughs> Based, based on the way it was set up, it literally sounds like Snoop Dogg saw a slap tr slap strike event and was like, "Hey, since I'm a co-owner of Triller, you guys got to put these on there." I'm I'm not like it. It he just he like he he big timed him, big timed him. It was great. Um, but yeah, shout out to the folks at Triller. It's it's an it truly is a new day in pay per view with that show. I I still I still don't believe that it actually happened. It feels like a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> At least now we know what what kind of paper we will be getting from Triller from from here on exactly. out because because right. it's 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 it'll be it'll be about seventeen percent fight mm -hmm. and then you know twenty <laughs> <laughs> and the rest will be uh, uh concerts. That's, Look, that's... I'm just I'm just saying Oscar De La Hoya on unidentified substances. <laughs> yelling into a microphone on commentary it was fantastic it, oh, i feel look, like we I need had, to kind of like bring that into the um the next block party like you yeah. kind of no, no. <laughs> i don't know about that i i was i was having more fun reading the timeline on twitter on this fight <laughs> than watching the fight itself <laughs> the people who were, the people's commentating on this whole entire fight yeah. was better than that looked more professional and more entertaining than what they had at the damn uh paper because <laughs> I, I i guess i guess Oscar De La Hoya was high off his mind on some kind of supply. Oh yeah. And <laughs> oh yeah. Oscar could not feel his face. I'm telling you right now. Oscar. Oscar's Oscar was chewing on his lips. Um, oh oh no, man! Damn, damn, Oscar, like, man, Golden Boy. What? Oh, I can't be like that, no, man. You can't go no, down he was like that, bro. He was he was having a blast. It sounds like they'll probably get him for a fight at some point because, like, he he was there, like, yeah, let me in, let me do this. I want, I can do it. I can, I can fight. Oh no! And if from the sound of it, it sounded like uh, uh, Snoop Dogg put that put a, tw a two million dollar bet down on his boy. Yep, yep. Oh, th the, that's that's confidence, man. That's he he apparently Dana White owes him two million dollars. Suppose that was what he was. At, as soon as the as soon as Askren went down, Snoop Dogg just starts yelling, "Show me my money! Show me my money, Dana White!" <laughs> that's what Askren said too on his way down. Yep. He's a show me my money. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you guys, you guys saw him on Twitter, like walking out of the fight, all smiling and stuff like, like that. Yeah. Him and his wife were were both smiling. They were like, the wife was happier too. I was like, yo, 
I said, Askren could give two shits what the hell happened yep. that night. Facts. He came in, I said, yep, he didn't get ready for this fight at all. Yep. He got about two rolls on the side. He don't get <laughs> Damn. He put out a video. <laughs> yep. He put out a video. Like, I saw, like, his preparation. He goes, you know, he's doing this, like, running through the snow, like, Rocky style. Then I saw him come out the fight. I was like, he didn't do one damn thing in that video. <laughs> that shit was pure propaganda. He didn't get ready. He said, hell no. Nah. He goes, I mean... <laughs> Why not, right? He's like, mm-hmm. what's the worst way I can lose? Because I've already lost in five seconds. I'm going to lose. Yep. And I'm going to lose worse than that in, with this fight to a guy <laughs> that doesn't even fight. And that's, he was, he, shout out to Askren. He was real humble in the build up to the fight. Where, like the entire, like the entire, however long, like three hours or whatever before the fight, before the main event, they would like keep cutting to like interviews with Askren where he's like, I mean, I've never boxed before. So like, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Like just real, like trying to keep expectations real low. He's like, guys, I'm, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm a grappler. Like, you know, if 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 you know if he was good, maybe you know I I'd be scared. But I don't think he's good. He's not good, right? Yeah. I don't think he's good, bro. Yeah. He got knocked out. He, he had a jab and then a haymaker that knocked you out. I I, I shit. Anybody who yeah. has more boxing, uh, who had more than one boxing fight than you, then is pretty better than you. So I I would, yeah, not. Uh, that's just. I've seen I've seen Askren take a beating though before. Yep. I've seen him take a beating and get him to get his, like shuffled like that. Damn, bro. But I mean, look at that up. paycheck that he got. You just took you just took that beating too for that paycheck. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yep. Like I said, he said, "Show me the money." Boom. Yep. Looking up at the lights with no yeah. problem. <laughs> He's so happy walking out of that ring. He's like, right. And the, before the fight, everybody was like, "What is the damn fight? I did not pay for a damn concert on this." <laughs> See, I, I was the opposite. I was like, "You know what? This fight can go on at midnight, two a.m. I don't care. Just keep giving me the random ass concert." There, there was not one, but two. There was not one, but two salutes to asses at one point where they were just sort of like, "I'm gonna dance while people twerk." Like it was literally the center. The center of the screen was twerking while, like, uh, what was it? Uh, it the dj that just kept saying bitch uh it was it, it literally it became like a it became like a like a like a like a flinch for it became like a like a, a flinch for him it was hilarious um but yeah it was it <laughs> it was a spectacle and, and you know shout out to to jake paul turning himself into like someone that people want to see get his ass kicked he's on like yeah. what his he's on his third fight now Two, so this is his first main event. None of them have been against boxers yet. He's fought a basketball player. He's fought uh, he's fought a, a UFC grappler. He has not uh, not actually boxed a boxer yet, and yet he's we're you know we're talking about him. He's still he's still talking like he has to. He's proved himself, and I don't know. I'm right. I'm ready to see him go up against a forty eight or like that's, a, man. That's heel one oh one in this game, yep. man. That's heel one oh one. Because now he's got everybody in the woodworks with the name coming out wanting to fight him because they know that's where the money is. Mm -hmm. They know, man. That's hey, good for him. Good for Jake, man. Show me the money. That's that's a smart guy right there. Him and his brother. I gotta give him props, man. The brother's the smartest shit. Get all that money. Yeah. No, and that's 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 the other reason why I got I gotta, you know. Raise tip a raise a red bull to the folks over at over at Triller because like every, the losers made money, the winners made money, and I mean don't get me wrong, I can't speak for every fan, but it seemed like people <laughs> had a damn good time. It's it really did. Um. <laughs> no, I agree, man. Um, I I think that's so. Has the the um the contract or has uh what's that Fight TV actually been purchased or is that on it's, the process? It's 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 in process. I don't know. It, it doesn't sound like the the ink is dry yet, but it does look yeah. like Triller is is trying to trying to get trying to get Fight TV. Which I mean, they're already Fight TV has been kind of changing the game for the past like year or so because they're kind of in that disruption model for pay per view. Triller is kind of a disruptor for combat sports. I, I think they they'd be a nice nice little match for each other. Yeah, I. I don't, you know, I know that New Japan, uh, New mm-hmm. Japan Strong, is it? New Japan Strong has been showing, yep. was showing some of this mm-hmm. stuff on, New on J- that. New Japan Strong's on there. Uh, Noah's on there. GCW, pretty much mo- most, even outside of the United States, AEW's on there. And so, like, Fight TV has been a pretty, they, they it pretty much, if you're combat sports or wrestling right now, they're, they've got you in some capacity. Yeah. 
Oh shoot. Well, I don't know. I don't know how uh, happy I. Well, I don't know how how the game would change even more if you go to Triller because we we see Triller now as like um, what's his name? Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that? Uh, grimy ass uh, TV talk show from the nineties. Jerry oh, Springer. Springer, Jerry Springer is like the Jerry yep. Springer of fight sports, man. Yep. <laughs> that's what yep. I feel like. That's gonna be Triller from here. Even yep. the name Triller itself is it, <laughs> yeah. right. No, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. There's a big like Maury vibe to it. There's a big sort of, like I even I even said that the later the the show went, they could just move to a, like a, a Waffle House parking lot for the jake paul versus ben Askren, but he's like it i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that they're like completely you know this was the most professional no it was a party like even 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 the people that were in the ring looked a little like they had been partying and so like it was just it was it was an event it was it, 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 it sounds was like it's event. gonna give something to the people who've been like talking about the attitude era for so long there you go this is yep. what you're looking for. This is, is this is the that you're spot on, Kanisha. It's the it's the attitude era of boxing. Because like, I, no, because I even saw like guys like like uh, in the like the MMA boxing media that were like, man, boxing is so boring these days. If we had more stuff like Triller, you might be able to revive the quote unquote sport of kings a little bit. Um, yeah. Oof. People like shenanigans. Adds a lot of lot, lot of spice to it, huh? definitely definitely a, a a spicy a spicy show i i i think their next events in june uh so i'll i'll probably be there wallet as long as my wallet accommodates um <laughs> like i'm not don't get me wrong i'm not gonna pretend that it was an easy 40 dollars, but man it was it was a fun it was a fun 40 dollars um was was it 40 i saw 50 man which which site are you using uh, fight TV, Fight TV. I believe it was it was thirty nine ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they, they, they may they up. may have they may have bumped up the replay once they saw that people were like, oh, you got to see Triller. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's what happened to me. When he said, hey, yeah. I was like, yeah, I go see. I went and looked. I said, hell no, nah, man, no, nah. yeah. <laughs> nah. no. And that's that's why I say I don't know how it would go on replay. Like now that you know that it's shenanigans, I don't know if it would hit as well. But when you when you bought it and were like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, and then that's the circus that you got yourself into. It was a blast. <laughs> it was a it was like the you had to be there event of the season. That's hilarious. That's way too funny. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh my goodness. Yo, Kenesha, we saw that you were on we saw you told us you were going to WrestleMania. Well, you know, we want to know the deets, man. Was we want to know the scoop, even dirty deets. What what went down? What's going on? What was on the indie scenes? Uh, what was the what the situation like going from from uh, you know around the whole Tampa area during this uh, WrestleMania week? It was actually a lot better than I expected. I thought it was going to be completely insane, mm-hmm. um, but I was more so with the collective. Uh, everybody was very much safe. Um, you know, people started getting started drinking a little bit, and they kind of started getting a little lax. But then you you kind of saw people pulling them in. Hey, pull your mask up social distance but when I tell you those men and women they showed out that weekend and I was so proud they put on I think you know outside of the main events for Wrestlemania I think the collective may have had the show to watch so um Mm -hmm. 
I personally was uh, most of the most of the matches were outside. Most of the shows were outside, so it gave people that that space to kind of move around. A lot of people didn't really sit in their seats; they kind of walked around to watch the matches, kind of give that social distancing. So mm-hmm. it was people trying to be a little bit conscious of what was going on. Okay. Um, most everybody got you know vaccinated, made sure they had their tests done, but I, a lot of people had their their vaccines to make sure that they were safe and things like that. So I was I was really proud to see that going on. Nice. And, and you said that the shows really like showed out. I mean, I, mm. I got, I got, we got to, we got to bring up for the culture. Cause like, that was, ah. that was insane. Like, cause don't get me wrong. I think there were a lot of really good <laughs> matches on the collective. And I think there were, they like some of the shows had good runs, but for the culture mm. from the start of the show to the end of the show was just fan. I mean, between the, the good vibes, the good wrestling, the good commentary, like it just, it really, as sitting at home watching it, it felt like a like a party in in the best way. How was it on the ground? It felt like a big family reunion, to be honest with you. It felt like it was a bunch of family we hadn't seen each other mm-hmm. in a while. We got to see everybody who's been secluded, that's been working so hard to get these you know new moves, new new gimmicks, gear. Like it was, it felt so good. And to see AJ Gray get that vindication of I've been working my tail off to try to pull this off and to have so much unwavering support. That show was amazing from top to bottom, from Scorpio coming out there dancing like he was still 15 (laughs) to like it was just good. Like him and Rich Swan, magic. You know, Darius Lockhart, anytime he does anything, magic. I had a couple of my guys. D Rogue had his debut for For the Culture. He's been wanting to do it since he saw the first one. So we finally got him on that show. He did a he's he calls himself the world's tallest cruiserweight. So he <laughs> dives over everyone. He's like six four, diving like he's Kalisto. I don't know what what's going on. But yeah. it it was a it was a really feel-good show. It it felt so good to see. Um it was really good. It's one of those you had to be there type things. Yeah. It, of course, it looks good on TV. Yep. But when you're there in that atmosphere, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. How um, what how many shows uh, were you able to? How many indie shows were you able to attend while you were there? Uh, I think I've got five, five, five. I was able to do five. Yes. Um, the gray sweatpants battle royal. That was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was gonna be the next one I wanted to talk to you about because the just because the alley that was on the the real hot girl shit show the alley cat uh, the show. Yes. Um, this was Faye Jackson's coup de gras. That this was her swan song. She uh, unfortunately retired on us. Yeah. Um, but that was her her match. We have we actually talked about it as a joke mm. like two years ago, and then it was supposed to happen for last year as a full show. Then she got her match um, or that last part of the, the show for this year. And she, when I tell you, she was like, we need to get Tama Tunga. If we do this again, we need to get Tama. We need to get the brothers. We need to get the oh, For the sweatpants? <laughs> I was going to say, how much how much do you know about the gray sweatpants battle royal, Tama? Oh, we got Not a damn. This is the first I've heard of it. Kanisha, I'll let you explain the gray sweatpants battle royal. What's the gray sweatpants? Please help me and the fans out here. I will definitely help you out. So I'll stand up. So these sweatpants that I'm actually wearing, all of the participants signed them because I was one of the sponsors. Um, uh-huh. Basically what it is, is 30 men, well, 29 men, and we had jazz, um, came into the ring with gray sweatpants as a bunch of women looked and gawked and treated you like a piece of meat. But we actually got a really solid battle royal. They, they, they wrestled and it was really good. It was entertaining. We had a magic mic moment with JTG, PB Smooth, D Rogue, and Daniel Garcia, where they danced to to Pony. Yeah, was was it, yeah they danced to Pony. Line, yeah. <laughs> so we we she wanted to get you know Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Hukuleo. If we do it one more time, I said I don't know if we got that penny baby, but we can oh. we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna see what we can pull them off, but it was a good time. Uh, it was good. Right. I'll 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 definitely think about it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. At least I'll, at least <laughs> at least show up. Just show yeah, up yeah, you know. pants and go sit down. <laughs> I watch it. I'll watch it on trill. <laughs> no you're not actually tom is not wrong the the gray sweatpants battle royal perfect for triller because like it de- <laughs> yeah. like 
I got the vibe watching it that it was one of those battle royals that like you have to watch live because like the, don't get me wrong. Shout out to the the production crew at GCW. The camera can't catch everything. The camera can only be in one place at a time, and it felt like there was just so much stuff going on, like kind of throughout that match. That like I know I know there's stuff we missed. I know there's stuff that was the like stuff oh. you saw was yep. like minuscule compared to what you did not see which was fantastic it was a good time it was a good time so you yeah figure it out figure out how we can get you there the next <laughs> so it sounds like this uh was it gcw for the culture now it sounds like this this part here was the highlight would you say that was the highlight for, for of the like the independent scene for you or what was something for that me stood personally out? yeah for me personally yes um for me, it, w- it was the highlight because, like I stated, it, w- it was kind of like that family reunion vibe. People yeah. who hadn't been able to see each other, people who got, you know, got sick before, couldn't perform for a while, things mm-hmm. like that. And if you know anything about AJ Gray, he has such a passion for the independent wrestling scene. And he is probably one of the best that we have going right now. And he, his match with JTG was phenomenal. And he was so concerned about not getting that support. But I told him, we all told him, hey, we love you. So we're going to do what we can to support. And that turnout and the fact that people paid, they weren't trying to steal streams. They were actually paying to stream it, pay for their tickets, mm-hmm. came out to support in droves. That was, it was a beautiful thing to see. It, it was, it was fantastic. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it, it definitely, hey. it's, it sounded like the weekend, uh, it it feels like the the like in the way that there is always like these standout moments of of WrestleMania weekend. It felt like the specifically for the culture, real hot girl shit, and big gay brunch were like the, yeah. were the those were the three that felt like they stood out the most because they had they had more to them. If that makes any sense, because like it blood's... was emotional investment. Exactly, that's, what, that's the difference. Cause like Bloodsport, they run. They they. This was like the third Bloodsport event they've run in the past like two months. So that's already. It's people are getting kind of used to it. Um, I think Spring Break was a little weird this year because there was so yeah. much focus on Ricky Shane Page that it was like people were yeah. used to it being the Joey Janela party, and so that kind of that kind of put a cloud over everything. And so it yeah. really felt like it was these the midnight and like the morning shows that were like the celebration mm-hmm. shows. Cause for the culture, I, I mean, the main event, I want to say went on by like 3 a.m. It was, yeah, it was, yeah like, that we was were out late. there. <laughs> it was still, it was a tight show. It was, it was like a tight two, two hours or something like that, but it was, still, it was still late as hell. Um, yeah. But it was like, it felt like, it felt like the party in the way that like, cause like I was in, I was in New York for the, 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 I guess that was like the first true collective or whatever, where it was mm-hmm. in the, the white Eagle hall. And that literally felt like it was like a, a 48, 72 hour party that was just going on at White Eagle Hall all the time. And and this time, I think especially because of the heat, because of the the weather, because of, of maybe just the, the overall cloud from the, the, the pandemic, it felt like you really had to try to get those celebrations this year. You really yeah. had to you had to want to 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 have fun. And it felt like those those were the shows that were people were like the performers wanted to have fun, the audience wanted to have fun, and it created that that it that was that were, those yeah. three shows were the pinnacle of the weekend for a lot of people because they actually showcase three demographics in wrestling that really don't get that proper showcase or that proper representation. So when you not only have that representation, but you actually show the talent behind it to deliver the way that they did, the fan support to deliver the way that they did, and to see how happy those workers were to get back to work with each other and perform in front of people. Cause you know, a lot of the shows that were happening, it was basically performing in front of each other or like mm-hmm. 25 people. Yep. So for a lot of those guys and girls, that was their first time being around that kind of crowd again, and you could feel it. So Effie, Effie always puts on a great you know, show. Yep. So, and Billy Dixon and AJ Gray, that match, I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Yeah, the, the pup collar match, right? Oh my God. Yeah. That, that it technically, it technically had like a small tribute to DMX in the middle of it, mm-hmm. with with yeah. AJ Green covered in blood with the dog chain. It was, it, yeah. They really, it it they went, they took it in a different direction. Than I think a lot of wrestling does right now, because like I think, yeah. it just yeah, it just it just felt like it felt like a celebration. Even even like the the midnight was I think it was Paradigm Pro or what was the <laughs> show that had uh, JTG versus the guy the Doctor Cube match. Yeah. 
that went on for like an hour for some reason. <laughs> like even 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 those shows kind of felt it, it was like the the fringe shows that I think yeah. people seem to, like, to kind of pop off on on more. I, that, but that's just from from where I was sitting on my couch in Chicago. How that's, it, like? But that's how it felt. That's <laughs> yeah. that's really how it felt. You know, blood sport is always good if you like like yeah. that kind of thing. But when you have that, it, just like a good storyline on TV, when you have that emotional investment, you see a, a huge return on your investment. That everybody is on one accord. Everybody had a good time. Like it, it was, it was damn near perfect. It, it was, it was a great time. Those three, yeah, I loved it. What was it? What was what, it like? Go for it. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was oh, just gonna so, say, what was oh, it? My what was it like out, outside of the the shows? Like, how was it? Like, did did fans kind of get to to interact with each other outside of the collective, or was it very much sort of once we get to the collective, that's where we we hang out? How was the? No, um, it it was it was awesome. Actually, we had two brunches that we. You know, uh, Sahara Seven put together the first brunch, and the second one was with Jobber Tears. Put one together, had Shane Taylor and a couple other people together. So uh, you could tell that a lot of people had made new friendships online during the the pandemic, and this was the first time that a lot of people got a chance to to reach out and touch those people that they 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 got those connections with. So yeah. uh, like my best friend and I, we went to Bush Gardens that Monday. We was like, screw all this. We we going to ride some roller coasters, but. It, it was it was really good. The fans really, uh, a lot of us got together just to kind of hang out. A lot of the, the indie wrestlers got a chance to meet some of the fans that they hadn't met before because, you know, during the pandemic online, that's when a lot of people were introduced to a lot of these people. So, you know, you can only watch so much WWE and see the same crap. You can only watch so much AEW. So a lot of people wanted to get into the indie scene and see what was going on. So this was their first time having that one-on-one base. And you can tell that the workers are really appreciative to have that support. So I, I will say outside of uh, Orlando and New Orleans, this is probably my favorite Mania weekend. Nice. Really? Orlando yeah. New Orleans. That's that's, mm-hmm. high, that's high praise. I've heard, I've heard some things about New Orleans. That's, yeah. Oof. It's a fun uh, time right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked wild on uh, on TV. I'm I don't know, man. New Orleans, I I look a little too wild for me. That looks like trill. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we keep bringing a trill. Well, that whole place looks like trill. <laughs> Listen, all you need is like a GoPro and just walk through the streets of New Orleans during WrestleMania season. That's the show. Put that on the network. I, you know, I I've always wanted to go to. Uh, I I used to want to go when I was younger, to to. Uh, New Orleans for Mardi Gras, but then as I got older and I started watching it, I was like, man, I don't know if I could handle all that. I, I think I'm just gonna. As I got older, I'm like, I got either I got more lazier or or what, but I just I think that's just way too much. Too many people. I I don't know, man. I don't know and if I want to be crowded like that. And and uh, and and it, I've heard say- some stories, man. Some sketchy ass. <laughs> some like I'll say this: you have to be with, with your people. There. You got to be with your folks. Like, you have to have your core group. And, like, if I'll show you guys the picture of, of us when we went to New Orleans. It was probably about 15, 20 of us that just stayed together. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that was the most fun, if you, you got to go. You got to do it. You, at least I don't know, one. man, because I got Orlando <laughs> and Disney right there. They do Mardi Gras sometimes. I, <laughs> I went to that, and that just feels like the same thing. You know, no, just more PG no, version no. and more room <laughs> Marty, to walk around. And Marty, it's, Marty, it just seems like Marty. a safer environment. <laughs> I think Marty I take not, that. I've Marty become not organized. Supposed- Disney, Disney, you know, I'm just, you, you just Disney have to right stay now. on, you have to stay on Bourbon Street. Don't go to the alleys. Just stay right here. Yeah. If you go you to see, the alleys, that's I don't have here. that problem when I go to Disney Mardi Gras. You know, I can just walk anywhere. I don't need anybody to tell me stay on this street only. Don't not veer off. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Nah, that sounds risky. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, risky and fun. They don't go together anymore. Once I pass, <laughs> once I pass a certain age, they don't, they don't sound good together no more. Fun and risky. I yeah, I it used to be I'm, like that was like Dangerville. You were like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Just be in the house by like one o'clock. You'll be fine. There you, you go. see this? You see all this white hair oh, right God. here? That 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 separated fun and risky. All that white hair became part of that, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that no more. <laughs> yeah, I stick to my lane, and 
I don't want to be rough for any kind of <laughs> Bourbon Street. Just say on Bourbon Street if you want to say I got on kids now. I gotta think about. I got before I make a move. I gotta think about one. My what was my wife gonna say? And then number two, okay. what about my kids? So I, I got I got like I got roadblocks. <laughs> Why I can't go here and there? And y'all, one day y'all hey. gonna know this. Y'all, y'all gonna yep. understand, <laughs> right? See, People right now with kids and why is that? They understand, but when it, when um, you got before that, you can do with it, man. It's the whole world's for the taking. You be like Caesar. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still young and dumb, so I'm like a. Oh, no. Mardi Gras shouldn't be uh, Mardi Gras shouldn't be PG, and then B like. <laughs> right. I'm, I, and also at the end of the day, I'm a blues singer. So if I bring my guitar down to Mardi Gras, Dang. busk a little bit, I'm gonna I'm gonna head money. back. To, yeah, I'm gonna head back to Chicago with my pockets <laughs> nice and fat. Um, Look, this like, is my last year. Like I turned 35 this year, so after that, I think I'm gonna probably be be there with you. I'm done. It was fun. <laughs> Uh, shoot, hey, uh-huh. look, as long as you ain't got no responsibilities, yep. you know, it, I don't care what age you go, you still, you can still be young and dumb. As long as there's no yeah. responsibilities, he ain't got yep. no responsible people to take care, you're good. I got bills. I got real, real <laughs> bills. I can't do that. <laughs> exactly. That's those why I'm bringing resp- my guitar down to Burbank. important responsibilities. <laughs> I got, I got businesses and bills that I need to take care of, but I got <laughs> That's good, man. That's awesome. I, the, the, WrestleMania sound like fun, even though you didn't. It doesn't sound like you went to WrestleMania. Just the things outside of it. But I think that's what yeah. a lot of people now that, you know, that that support the um the, the indies they go more for that than than the big show itself. You know, it's all the all the yeah. side shows, and that's yeah. that's dope, man. That's good support. Shoot. Yeah, appreciate Not, that. Okay. Hell, if, if this is how good WrestleMania weekend was in in Tampa during the during the the tail end of the pandemic or wherever we're at, Dallas next year is going to be insane. Like Dallas, like I've already seen people planning for Dallas next year, and it sounds yeah. like it sounds like that city better get ready. We're uh, already yeah. planning a really big brunch for for Dallas, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> A, a really lot, big lot. brunch, <laughs> Thanksgiving yes, dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what y'all what's, what's y'all? You got jokes. Y'all what's a really got big brunch. <laughs> we're we're planning a brunch for a lot of the the guys and girls and some of the fans just to kind of mingle, have fun. Uh, you can you can twerk at this brunch. We're not going to tell you you can't twerk at this brunch. You know that's been like a a thing mm. that they didn't want people dancing. Was, but yeah, was that Houston? You or might Dallas, as well call it yeah. brunch instead of a really big brunch. All right, <laughs> think, think of it like a, a wrestling day brunch. party. <laughs> well, it's a wrestling day party. Brunch, okay, we're not going to tell anybody not to twerk. <laughs> well, I guess who's not going to be invited? You won't get an invite. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that before. Yeah, we're having a really big lunch, and uh, we're not going to tell anybody not to twerk. <laughs> it's a big hey. It, you joke. It is a big thing right now. There are some is. there are some brunch establishments where you can you can get a little liquor in you and twerk, and there are some brunch establishments <laughs> where you can't. And the the line in the sand has been drawn. Some people go to twerk, <laughs> some people go to twerking brunches. Some people don't. Uh, twerking I, brunches. That's it. Tomorrow I'm having pers- a twerk brunch. You guys come. Hey. <laughs> Per- personally, I've never twerked at brunch, but I like to be in establishments where people are Girl, free. To, you know have what you I mean? ever been like, to a percolating brunch? Way different okay. than a twerking brunch. That's my age group, the percolating brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, we're going to have to bring you to the percolating brunch. So you can I'm, percolating. I'm down. We'll get a percolating. We don't, as long as there's no... As long as there's no hateration or holleration, I'm good with it. In this dance arena, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Holy cow. We're naming brunches now. I mean, I it's right. naming it a brunch. Who calls it a brunch these days? But, you know, shoot. Hey, old people. We, we're old. This is what we but, do, okay? Yeah. No, there was, there, was no, there was no bullet block party this year. Maybe next year is the bullet brunch. Maybe next year is oh, the bullet brunch. Oh, my gosh. Stamp it. Bullet Damn club it. brunch. Uh, Percolating block party. <laughs> I mean, if you need somebody to help you plan it, hey, I got hey, you. hey, you know, we we heading towards the, you know that kind of that kind of uh block party. We having a twerkinator yeah. and and a and <laughs> bullet club block party with bullet club block party with a twerking brunch <laughs> sponsored by Triller. Sponsored by Triller. <laughs> sponsored by Triller. Pay per view seventy dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
You laugh. I think we could get. I think we give people to pay seventy dollars to watch Fale chop the hell out of people. Like oh my god! That's what I'm saying. I think they pay That's for him to saying. see him do the percolator. That's one hundred percent. Have a little gray sweatpants, battle royal in the middle of the road. I'm trying to his gray pants. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm t- uh, look, Tama. I'm just saying, if you if you guys do those Bullet Club gray sweatpants, I think you'll. Uh, I think you'll sell a lot. I don't know if you'll sell the sweatpants, but you'll sell a lot of eight by tens. You'll definitely sell the sweatpants after you've worn them. After you've worn them, you can sell them. So. Uh, I'm just trying to help. Listen, I'm thinking about the bottom dollar. The yep. bottom dollar is, is the dollar. So get your money. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, shoot, man. Besides that, in the wrestling world, what, what I, Ross, man? I was, what's going I was, on with? With with the wrestling community, man, world the rest- going on, promotions well, all over the place. What are they doing, man? What what shit? Tell me some shit that I can go in on, man. Come on. M- well, MLW is about to make a big play because it's looking like Vice TV is picking up Major League Wrestling. They were originally on B in Sports, but now they are going to be kind of getting now that now that Vice TV has gotten a lot of um, wrestling audiences, so to speak, from the the Dark Side of the Ring series. They're bringing on an actual wrestling promotion. And if the numbers are any indication, uh, the last episode of Dark Side of the Ring Confidential, which isn't, it's not a new episode of Dark Side of the Ring, it's just, it's a rerun with new footage added in, did about the same numbers as Impact Wrestling did. And so if you put MLW on Vice TV with that ML, with the, the Dark Side of the Ring numbers, the way they're looking, MLW immediately starts competing with Impact for that number three spot in North America. Like that, it... It, it's it really is that quick if they put if they do the numbers that the again I cannot stress this enough the reruns of Dark Side of the Ring are doing they will be in contention maybe even even beating Impact Wrestling with where they've been right now so oh, shout out to MLW no. and, hey oh, look MLW's no. been MLW's been a solid product for a while now and I no no disrespect to be in sports I don't know where you find be in sports and so now that they're finally on a, a platform that I get and a, a channel that people can find I think it's gonna be a big boost for them oh yo props man props yeah. to them hey uh, and no props to you impact what the hell y'all gotta step your shit up. <laughs> Kenny was supposed to be you guys all the time savior man what's I, going on you guys fizzling it it doesn't seem like like AEW is not really bringing up Impact as much as they used to. Like yes, Kenny Omega is still showing up on Impact Television, but like mm. the Good Brothers don't have the Impact Tag Titles. Don Callis isn't bringing up Impact as much as he used to. Like it really does, it does feel like AEW's like tired of playing with Impact. Like they still have this big match on on I believe Sunday the the twenty fifth with Rich Swan and Kenny Omega for all of the title belts and it seems like you know Mauro Ronaldo is going to be on the call. It seems like it should be a big deal and there's just no there's no real hype going on right now. There's no real there's no real build outside of the television show that like I said only about a hundred something thousand people are watching. It sounds like that um, Impact threw all their cards and gave all their cards to AEW right away, yep. and now they're like running out and and just for all the belts. Jesus, yeah, no, because it's because Kenny's got the the AEW title. Uh, Rich Swan has not only the Impact title but also technically the TNA title that is united with the Impact, and so there it's 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 technically three belts on the line. It's you know it. It's very. It feels like it should be a bigger deal. I mean, hell, Kenny Omega and Rich Swan are not. They're not slouches in the ring. These are two guys who. It feels like even the the like the people that are big match heads that are really into you know the, the star ratings and all that. Even they should be like excited as hell about this. But I haven't. I, I nothing's. No one's saying anything. No one's talking. Yo, I, I was impact. I slapped the shit out of whoever negotiated that deal. Are you gonna put all your titles up? For this, oh, that's not, a bad they, move. Literally, the last time they had, when they had Kenny Omega show up and Don Callis was talking about how he was the best thing since Kota Ibushi, the greatest thing since George Hackenschmidt, all that stuff, that was the lowest number Impact has done ever, like, is at least since they've started this AEW partnership. Like, the, the I, don't, I don't know if it's Impact. I don't know if it's AEW. I don't know if it's just Kenny and Don specifically, but there's something that's not working here. There's something that is turning people off in droves. Oh, it's Kenny. Might it I might be? Because like, I think it's Kenny. It's because even the Kenny stuff on AEW seems to be kind of 
it's, run not, its course. It's, it's not where people's hearts are at. Like they want to see they, they're into Darby, they're into Team Taz, they're into Anthony Agogo, but like the the whole Kenny Good Brothers, Young Bucks, what's going on there? No one, no one really, no one cares. It feels like it's done. It's played they're out. They're not evolving. It's finished. Yeah, yep. you know, they're I, not I evolving. Think, they're stuck. I, oh I think they, gosh. I think they had a really good idea to create hype when they started doing the the, the Bullet Club like tease a little bit and they started bringing in Kenta. They bring in the good brothers. They had I don't think they had anywhere to go from there. They had no plan for what to do with all of this hype. And now they're I've been trying. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> you know what? You know, people's feelings get hurt and shit. They can't take, you know, ain't got tough skin in this game. But I don't I don't care no more, man. I you know, they know where the money is. They know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm here still talking my shit, running my game out here. They know. But you know what? I, you know, I, I'm where Bullet Club is right now. We're, we're evolving, constantly evolving. Guys got coming in, going out. And I'm happy where we're at. I know a lot of fans are like, oh, you guys got rid of the, the you know, I just saw a comment recently. It was, yep. you guys got rid of the, the, you know, the most popular guys. Da, da, da. I'm like, yo, anybody who's in this game ha- has to understand that you're like, you, you have to rotate. You have to, you know keep moving you keep growing because people are going to reach the top and then they're going to fizzle out you need other guys to build up and i we've got that you know i I think this one you know jay white no matter what anybody says is (laughs) i know kanisha here don't feel very highly about my man here but that's i wasn't going to say anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's somebody you know i people are starting to really stick to now yep. you get shot up quickly some may say so but i think you know you have to see you know either sink or swim and and mm-hmm. i think jay has uh stay floated uh, and i think he's gathering a lot of support here but he's still going i he's mm-hmm. you're running him through the gauntlet i i think right now we're still running him through the gauntlet we got elp coming up he's I think that's one of our, one of our most talented professional wrestlers right now. Very smart guy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think ELP right now is the annoying guy that Kenny thinks he is like ELP. He's so good. Like he just brought up a whole thing about, he wants the junior heavyweight belt to have a spinning bullet club logo and to light up and all like, he really, he gets it. <laughs> ELP gets it. He gets it, man. I think, you know, he's been on our, on our, uh, on our island as a guest before with the fans and uh, you know you could tell just a little time to get inside his head and he's he's a really smart guy he's a dude that before he became a wrestler he he worked for yes for the uh what's that what's like they make the games that make madden ea sports yeah ea sports yeah Yeah, he he worked for them he worked for netflix you know so he's a really smart dude and uh yeah yeah that's one of the talents I'm, i'm happy that we had grabbed up but Shoot, man. I I I wish look, I don't want anything. <laughs> All right, let me take that. Let me I was gonna say I don't wish any yeah. bad things to happen yeah. to impact, but you know, I like to talk about shit. But I yeah. think they're making stupid moves. Uh hopefully they can make better ones here in the future. Uh what's going on with AEW, man? Aid, <laughs> like I really I can't stress this. It feels like Kenny Omega is getting into that like Hulk Hogan late 90s mode. Where like you remember, remember how like in the 90s Hulk Hogan the fans wanted him to change. They wanted him to be something different. And so mm-hmm. he decided, all right, I'm going to be as annoying as possible then. I'm going to do 20-minute speeches at the start of Nitro. I'm going to really lean into being the the old man with his foot on people's necks. And it kind of feels like that's where, where Kenny's at right now, where it was like he everyone wanted the best bout machine. Everyone wanted the, the cleaner, the guy from New Japan. And so he gave them like the egotistical cartoon version of that. And it, it feels like, much like in the way WCW did in the late nineties, people are kind of tuning out of the main event stuff. Like the, like if you, if you go on Twitter, if you go on, I, I have to deal with the comments section on WrestleZone from time to time. It really feels like everything about the undercard people love. They love Darby. They love this thing with Scorpio sky and Ethan page and like dark elevation and AEW dark have a lot of buzz, but then you get to that main event and just, it's just jokes and jokes and jokes of people just, just ripping on them. Um, mm. I think, I think the bucks, they're doing a good job of really leaning into the, I, I don't, I, I don't know if you can call it fashion, but they're calling it fashion. Um, so that's like that, that I can sink my teeth into, but because they're two, they're like what two fifths of this complicated story between the bucks, Kenny and the good brothers that it just, 
it's getting a little it's getting a little too convoluted. I don't know, Kanisha, what do you what do you think? Because you're 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 watching. I it's it's feeling a little muddled. It's feeling a little messy. Am I wrong? It feels like there's like I said on the island, it feels like the old guy who's losing their hair that they're trying to hold on to the little bits of hair that they have left. Mm-hmm. They have got to evolve away from this elite thing get as far away from Kenny as they possibly can. I don't know what's going on with Kenny other than the fact that I, I he he's not evolving to me. He's kind of regressing a little bit. Um, he started to get his stride and he's, we started to see some newer things from him. And now he's getting to the point where, like you said, the, the whole Hogan thing where he just kind of, he doesn't know where to go almost. And it's kind of like he's, he's pulling at straws trying to figure out how can I stay relevant? So he's honestly starting to remind me a lot of Jericho. To okay. where you you want to see them do something else, but he's like he he's stuck in his own wall. But my my biggest thing is the Bucks. The Bucks have got to evolve at some point. This whole thing with the fashion, the shoes, the get up, mm-hmm. to me, they look insane. They look crazy. And they need to, I personally think they need to go ahead, turn on each other. We need to go ahead and start seeing them in singles. We need to start seeing them outside of the young bucks, because these young bucks are now almost 40. It's time for us to see something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what's going on with a lot of the fans. We're just tired of the same song and dance. And then you have two people like the Good Brothers who are fantastic, but you got mm-hmm. them looking like the Stooges when they were with Vince McMahon. So what are we really doing? You, you, you're doing what everyone complained about WWE with hoarding talent and having this stacked card, but doing absolutely nothing with it. So... Like you said, the mid-cards, undercard is where it's at. That's where the talent is. That's where the mm-hmm. freshness is. And I think that's the key. There is no freshness with the Bucks. There's no freshness with Kenny Omega anymore. So we're done with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, you do, I think Kanisha brings up a really good point about how they have to move away from the elite. Because when, when the group was started, or when the, the, the promotion was started, the elite, they, you know, it, it kind of made sense that, Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, and Hangman Page were the elite in all elite wrestling. But now it's it's been like what two, three years now. Yeah, it should be at the point where everyone's elite, right? Like exactly. it's yeah. all elite wrestling, and they're still running around like going, "Hey, but don't forget, we're the elite that actually started this." Like you might be elite, but we're elite, elite. And so it it yeah. creates this it creates this hierarchy that it almost feel it feels like is is antithetical to what they they kind of promised when they when they started it and when they they started with the name i don't i i don't know I'm, I'm, I'm with you put like put nick jackson in the pinnacle or something get break yeah. those two up and let them let them be on their own because they're they're just it's it's, it's over it, they're getting a little long in the tooth it's yeah, yeah i think i think you're i think i think you're spot on there because they don't have that it's like you said bullet club's always evolving bullet club mm-hmm. always seems even Look, I'm not going to pretend to know if you guys actually have a plan, but it always feels like you guys have a plan. You know what I mean? Even, Plus, even you have if, a plan, Ross. Exactly. No, look, I'm Come just on, saying, as, as someone who knows how the wrestling world works, where sometimes sometimes you have a plan and sometimes you just hit on something that's awesome. Uh, either way, <laughs> whether you have a plan or whether you've hit on something awesome, Bullet Club's able to to keep it to make it all feel like part of the plan. Whereas with the elite, it now is it's it's starting to get to that point where it feels like it's Tony Khan playing with a bunch of action figures. And then when he's done playing when he's done with some of the action figures, they go back in the box and they just hang out for a while. But it it ultimately it does feel like uh it just it it I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to feel bad for the undercard in a way that I don't think I'm supposed to. Like it it feels like there's that ceiling in there that WCW had. Uh, right. Just about not, to bring up that yet because they're not because they eat like right now to me the TNT title is the most important belt in AEW because because mm-hmm. Kenny Kenny and even in New Japan Kenny was very good at making his storylines about Kenny about the Bucks it's never about the title um, mm-hmm. and so it makes it it makes this giant beautiful belt feel secondary to whatever petty stuff is going on with the elite right now and I I'm sure that works for some people for me I'm. I'm a little old school in the fact that if you're the champion, make it about the belt. Uh, and if it's your world title, make that feel like the thing. Even even in the divisive New Japan, switching the title belts and making a new IWGP, you still made it the standard. It was still the thing that mm-hmm. everyone in New Japan is going to fight over, whether fans like the belt or not. Whereas with AEW, they're now just sort of like, well, you know, titles are titles are just part of it. It's, it's all... A, 
Oops, sorry, I got a fire truck going by. It's all just, it's all just, it's all just about the story. It's all about the drama. It's all about the, the. It's, it's like, it's like days of our lives before Springer. Days of our lives when they, they still thought they could, they could count on the, the old school stuff. And the, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to. I don't know. I want, I want some chaos from AEW. I want something to, for lack of a better term, to either go wrong or feel like it's going wrong. So that way there is some. But see, that's what kind of sets the bullet. That's what sets Bullet Club apart from what they were trying to do. The whole premise of the elite forming this all elite, you know, all elite wrestling thing was to separate themselves from Bullet Club. Bullet Club was at the end of the day, the heart of all of this. But if you notice with with Bullet Club themselves, it's a, like you said, it's a revolving door. It is always constantly evolving. No matter how I personally feel about Jay White, the fact of the matter is, it's something new at all times. Always something, and the core the core value is the group. Whereas with Kenny and them, they're just trying to make they're trying to be better than y'all. At the end of the day, it's always a competition. So when you have the competition or trying to show or prove that you're better as your fuel, after a while you're gonna fizzle out. But when your fuel is your group and your core and your family, you're gonna find ways to evolve. And that's why it sets you guys apart because nobody's getting tired of Bullet Club. Nobody's gonna get tired of Bullet Club because we know at some point, something's gonna change. We don't know what, we don't know when, but we Mm -hmm. know that we can expect something new. That freshness is always there. No matter how long you guys have been around, you're mm-hmm. still fresh. You're still relevant. You're still with the times where they, they've got to stop. I don't know what they're doing. But they've got to stop. Well, you know what might be part of the problem is that AEW spent so much time fighting NXT, right? Like we just finally got to the point where NXT and AEW are on separate nights. And I've, I've often said... NXT was meant to be a bulletproof vest. It was supposed to be a way to make it AEW versus NXT so that way it's never AEW versus Raw or AEW versus SmackDown or, God forbid, AEW versus WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've been winning for the past year against, for lack of a better, uh, no disrespect to the people in NXT, no disrespect to the Performance Center, but they've been fighting, it's, if this is chess, they've been fighting pawns and pretending that they've been taking out the king. Um, cause like they, they beat NXT, they drove NXT off of Wednesday nights and now they get to have 1.2 million, which is still about a million short of raw. It's still about half a million to a million short of, uh, SmackDown, but because they've had these big victories over NXT, it's felt like this big win. It's felt like this, this year of, of victories. And now they have to actually compete. It's, it's like. It's like if you're a local sports team and for a while you've been competing against one NFL team and maybe you're able to, to outdraw that NFL team because, you know, they're not that they, – they're just they're an expansion team or whatever. But now they're going up against the whole NFL. And I think that's yeah. going to be a different fight. And it's going to be – I think it's going to be the kind that I if, – if Tony Khan is prepared for, I'll be uh, – good, good luck. But it, it definitely I – wonder, I wonder if that's how uh, AEW – uh, like the whole situation, right? So at the very yep. beginning, when AEW began, it it was it had a hype, and everybody yep. was on the boat, right? But then, you know, usually once everybody gets off the high, it starts to, to teeter off, right? But because NXT came on to the to the same day, it was now they're yep. competing. Now people were talking about. Now they used it as a oh, this rating was this, and this rating was that. This you know, AEW had this number for this day. How many viewers uh, did NXT have? That so people were talking about it on that day, or, or the next day, right? So yep. maybe that kept them on a set on a separate, uh, or kept them competing and kept them up on a level, right? So now mm-hmm. that now that uh, now that you move NXT to Tuesday, you move the competition away. Not now. There's no, you know, when you have nobody to compete against. Yep. Like you, what you were just talking about, you nobody to compete against on that same day. Then it's kind of like, at first there's a hype because they brought in you had Mike Tyson and, yep. but how, how long can you keep pursing out that, that to big names to keep that kind of ratings? Well, is, but then again, is, are there, are there ratings because of Mike Tyson? You know? Yeah. Well, that, but see, that's that, what I was saying. When you, when your fuel is competition, yeah. what is your foundation? Yeah. So if that's been the fuel the entire time, there was no solid foundation for them to, to even mm-hmm. keep that momentum going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, and, and you bring up a real good point about now that the war is over, you don't get that Thursday morning, oh, my team won. Because, yeah. like, that that was the – even if you didn't like – even, like, I know there were a lot of wrestling journalists like this. and I'm not yeah. going to name names, but they were like – they <laughs> they they wouldn't like – they like, at the end of the day, they don't care about NXT or AEW. They just want – the, they just want that that victory. They just want yeah. to either say NXT won this week or AEW won this week. Whatever was on the show, be damned. Yeah. And now, now that you don't have that comparison anymore, now it's just going to be hanging on what was on the show last night. Right. Was the show last night good or was it not? It's not going to matter about the ratings victory. It's not going to matter, yeah. you know, yes, they beat them in this half hour. No, it's just going to straight up be, did you have fun or did you not? Did it fuck or did it not yeah. fuck? And, some, and so, sometimes AEW just does not fuck. Like that's just, <laughs> it doesn't hit. It doesn't. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's it, man. When you have nothing yeah. to create controversy, then there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that that war really brought it's created teams. You either were for the NXT side or AEW, and you were fighting. So that creates like then you could talk shit. Hey, yeah. look, I'm I'm all about creating controversy one on one. That's <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> but but it can also it can also it can also bite you because one thing i did notice over the course of the aew nxt stuff was you would see people that are kind of casual wwe fans or like i tune into raw i tune into smackdown because it's on at the bar that i work at or whatever or that kind of thing and just they're they're they were sick of it they were sick of this like weird petty thing going on between the you know the the hardcore fans while everyone else is just trying to watch wrestle like they're just Mm -hmm. trying to watch a show like it real it 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 i think in a lot of ways there were people kind of getting what they weren't getting out of wrestling from that competition um and now now it's going to it's going to be on the wrestling companies to deliver wrestling instead of delivering you know rating stunts or whatever jericho's not jericho's not going to be able to hang his hat on being the demo god anymore cuz he's not beating anyone um it's 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 going to change the way a lot of a lot of people present themselves not only in AEW but in NXT cuz NXT is now at the point where they can't be like, well, we didn't win in the ratings. We had a good show. Now they have to have a good show. They have to have the good ratings. They have to, you know, they have to be on point. And I, I, I think NXT is better at getting their group on point quickly. They're better at turning that ship around quickly than AEW is just, just for right now. Accurate. Yeah. I Um, see you, man. I see, I see you, Ross. Yeah. It's we, gonna... we, we're breaking it down here, man. Mm-hmm. We're breaking it all the way down. I like, I like when we keep it real 100 on this and just break it down how we see it. No matter, uh, you know, I know I work for New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. but my views, you know, I like to stand in the middle and try to see the whole playing fields and be honest with, with my thoughts on this. And I appreciate yep. you guys, you know, being honest with your thoughts and, and your analysis on all this. But we're going to bring it down to a close here. It's been fun. It's been a good talk. I thought we dove deep. Kanisha, we appreciate you coming on here and sharing this this podcast time with us. Hopefully we can get you here on some more because we talk some more shit. Create controversy (laughs) on this platform. Have a lot of fun here. Guys, Ross, thank you very much. We appreciate you always coming in with the – Ross is – he knows so much about wrestling. He, I, you know, I sit here and I get lost and, and, and just listening to Ross talk. And I'm like, okay, hey, he watches. You guys know more about the Indies than me. And I learn and I appreciate it. And, and I hope the fans appreciate it too. Cause this is, this is a learning class. This is, this is all learning for me. Hopefully I appreciate all y'all. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll talk a lot, but I'm also, I'm learning from you too. And so it's very, it's, uh, I like, I hey, like you learning how to talk shit. No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, <laughs> Cause I Look, can do it. I, I can teach you how to talk shit. That's no problem. I know how to oh, stir it up. Trust, <laughs> trust me. I I've been blocked by entire promote. I've been blocked by promotions we talked about on this show. So I, I know how to talk shit. Speaking of getting blocked here, hold on. Uh, so uh, Kanisha here taking. Uh, I don't know if she's taking my class here on getting kicked out and put in Twitter jail. But <laughs> Kanisha, we saw I, that you had to open up a new account here on Twitter. And uh, how many times you've been, how many times are you going to throw you into the jail? I don't even know what happened this time. I, I took some days off. I came back and I can't do anything. So <laughs> this is now my third page. So hopefully Oof. I can figure it out. I got Kenesha got fired on her day off. She got fired on from Twitter on her day off. She got, she got thrown Oof. in Twitter jail. 
How you gonna get fired in your day off, Anisha? That's some I was shit. stealing boxes. I don't know. You're <laughs> <laughs> stealing Twitter boxes. Oh shit! <laughs> but hey, Kanisha, what uh, what's the new handle? Twitter handle? What social media? What's your what's your name? They can find you at. Give you a follow. The new Twitter handle is Lola L O L A underscore Blue b l u u or you can follow me on instagram with just me lovely so if you need anything you can holler at me if you need bracelets beads necklaces t-shirts if you need someone to help you with your scheduling of your your matches and appearances i'm your girl i was gonna say the shirt you're wearing right now i believe our, our twitch our twitch audience can get uh get, can get from your from your web not if it's not your website wherever you're you're selling your stuff um, you can go to What a Maneuver. Uh, go under Lovely Laveau. That's my store. I have five shirts. I have the Russell Melanin shirt. I have the FB's People shirt. You can get this one or you get one with my face on it. That one's pretty cool too. The- and then I have the Russell <laughs> Uncle and the Russell Auntie shirts. Go ahead and get yours. They are available. The uh, the Russell uh, Melanin shirt I saw like a lot over the course of WrestleMania. Yeah. Like that one, especially because WWE I think gave us the blackest WrestleMania in a while. Yeah. That like. People- <laughs> yeah. People were sharing because if you haven't seen, it if you haven't seen it, it's, it's the WrestleMania pirate logo, and then it's got a little koofy on the skull, and so it was very, yeah. it, I, it it definitely struck a chord with people. It was it was purposely done because of that exact reason. I said those exact words. This is the blackest WrestleMania we've ever had, and it was it was amazing, and it and it and it hit. It hit. Yep. <laughs> the blackest WrestleMania we've had. It was it was fantastic. Different. Oh man, I loved it. <laughs> well, props, props. Ross, where can they find you, man? <laughs> at Ross W, I'm at Ross W Berman IV on uh, Twitter. At Ross Berman IV on Instagram. This uh, this coming Thursday, the 22nd, I'll be on Twitch.tv/theopenstudio talking about my new album, uh, Where the Light Don't Reach. It's going to be at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv, the the Open Studio. If you want to buy the album, it's over at RossBerman.bandcamp.com com awesome man you guys can find me on twitter at tama underscore tonga on instagram to be the bad guy tama tonga you can also find our tama's island twitter handle on tama's island and also same on instagram now guys before we leave 20 percent off on all manscape product when you put in the code name tama go to manscape.com and get 20 percent off when you use the code name tama on any of the products Guys, thank you very much. Good talk. You guys, we'll see you guys. Uh, shoot, we'll see you guys on Thomas Island. We'll see you guys on Patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. And we'll see you guys next time here on the podcast. Kanisha, thank you. Ross, thank you very much. You guys, enjoy your week. Peace. The flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. And it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code, TAMA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside and this is crucial for your balls to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great, especially as the summertime gets swampier. If you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code TAMA, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Use the code T-A-M-A for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped, shave your balls. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun Series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.